James, you saw, he died. <laughs> we came, you saw, he died. <laughs> Look, you saw, he died. <laughs> Now, you still there? Hey, you still, are you still there, boy? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Sports Ball Politics with Welcome Ross. Welcome back, everyone. Now, now, Steve, was there something that was supposed to happen today? I don't know. It's Thursday, the eighth of June. Wasn't this supposed to be like a historic day? Yeah, today was uh, the day my sister was born. Okay. Happy birthday to your sister. Happy happy, happy birthday, Katie. So uh, that was pretty historic. And for the Democrats, today was the day that the Russian scandal was going to be blown wide open. Yeah, wasn't it? Former FBI director James Comey. So and the impeachment proceedings, the impeachment proceedings were going to begin today, right? That's right. Well, the, the information that Comey was going to provide was going to be the big, the, yeah, he's like you're saying, all the information that was going to lead to the uh, the beginning of the impeachment proceedings, and that's what we're going to go over tonight, yeah? Right, right. So, I mean, let's, let's get into it. I mean, you and I listened to it today, and we told you, I think at the end of our show, we knew that no, Comey was going to be a nothing burger. Well, Ross, hold on. Let's, for everyone else that, you know, so a lot of people may not pay attention to all of this, so this is maybe why they come here. Give a little more context and set up the situation a little different, right? James Comey, as I mentioned, the former FBI director who was recently fired by now President John John, John. J. Trump, um, was recently fired, and that probably made some big news. And so the Senate Intelligence Committee, which the Democrats have been using them to make an investigation into my fingers are in quotations, potential collusion between mm-hmm. Russia and, you know, a meddling in the United States 2016 presidential election, and then specifically how that affects people in Donald J. Trump's circle that were, were not working with Russian agents to, quote-unquote, my fingers in quotations, affect the election, right? right? So yeah. they, they were using... Uh, and now they're going to bring uh, the former director of the FBI, James Comey, to testify about what he knew uh, in the time that he was still the FBI director at the end of the Obama presidency and in the transition into the Trump presidency. Yep, correct. Right? Correct. So the Senate Intelligence Committee brought him in today, and this is what the Democrats thought, I think, we think, that there was going to be all the evidence that he was going to throw out there, air the quote-unquote dirty laundry and give them the evidence they needed to start impeachment proceedings, right? Right. There's the setup. Right. Perfect setup. Perfect setup. Thank you. And they had everything ready to go. It's, you know, like when the the horses, the police are on horses before championships won on a baseball game or something like that. Everyone was ready to go. This was it for Trump. To anyone that's awake, we knew this wasn't going to happen. We knew it was going to be anyone nothing. Anyone that's good. woke. Anyone that's hashtag woke. Hashtag woke, right. Right. So what ends up happening? Well... 
Um, this is the third time Comey has testified. He testified earlier this year, again on May 3rd. Um, and each time he never said that there was any obstruction of justice or that he was hold forced. On, hold on, let's go to this way. Let's do it this way. Let, I want you give me your three top takeaways or give me even, let's just start smaller. Give me something that I, you thought was really interesting. One point that you took, you can take out of that. Let's do it that way. Okay. So I might have a couple, I have a bunch of bullet points written down, but, um, the most important part was that he stopped short of saying Trump obstructed anything. Uh, we now have a new appreciation for the word hope. The worst thing, the worst thing. Hold on. Was that one of the greatest questions that, you know, can you find the name? If we, I don't have it off the top of my head, but he was a Republican. Was it senator. Rich? Was it Senator Rich or something like that? Senator Rich. It was something, yeah, I think it was Senator Rich. And he hammered home at the end of his question, has anyone, Mr. Comey, former FBI Director Comey, has anyone, in your knowledge, ever been arrested and convicted for hoping something? <laughs> and then the, the, the go-to response. such a brilliant question yep. because that's all that they had, right? That's what it's, it is. It's, it's great that you brought that up because it's such a big piece, uh, you know, surrounding the Democrats and the whole Russian collusion. Right. right. And, and, and Comey himself... So, or, or, no, I'm sorry, not the Russian inclusion, but this was more about, uh, you know, alluding to uh, Donald J. Trump. Yeah, this was more uh, focused around obstruction. So Obstruction, right. right. Obstruction and asking, uh, you know, the, the former FBI homie to drop an investigation on Michael uh, Flynn. Right? right, right. So with that as a backdrop, you know, of course, Comey's response to everything was, in my experience, in my experience. It was always, no, not in my experience. In his prior testimonies under oath, he said he was not coerced. There was no direct brute force. This guy was never asked point blank to stop an investigation. That would have been a red flag. He said that. Now, the Democrats, the libs will play games with the May 3rd testimony. They'll say, well, they were actually asking him about uh, a member of the Senate or some investigatory committee. Not necessarily Trump. That's his get-out-of-jail-free card. Well, in actuality, he basically, you know, if he's obligated to report malfeasance or, or pressure right away. He didn't do that. So, in other words, nothing raised his alarm until after he was fired. So now you have the disgruntled employee defense. Um, and at that point, you know, we now understand that Trump said he hoped that Comey would drop it. I mean, that's typical Trump. I don't like it. I would rather him just you keep know, his... Listen, I, 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 have to, I, know, I I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I have to throw out there, and I can see where you're going with it, where it's like, and that's why, you know, I think Rich went there with the questions that he asked. It was that, you know, what he was asking in that, I hope you can see this, it was more of not inferring that, like, hey, you better stop doing this. It was more like, hey, this is a good guy. I hope you can see past all of this political bullshit, and I think you can, like, rise above that. I think that's what he was hoping that would happen. Yep, that, that could be. That could be it. Well, you know, and then I, I can and I can appreciate that because it's like how many people – I can see myself doing that in, in personal situations in business when I'm talking to people, especially when it's behind closed doors, right? Yep, yep. And also what Comey said at the May 3rd testimony, he actually said something that was very poignant. He said he's been known to hear people – people that there's investigations going on, they're going to give their opinion. You know, they're going to say, I don't think you have a case here. 
oh, you have a case here. This one's not as weak as I thought I thought it was. It might be a little stronger. They'll give they'll weigh in on the case. They'll weigh on what they think of it. They'll give their opinions. But the second you're forcing someone to stop or act, that's when you're obstructing. And there's no sign whatsoever that Trump was doing that. And we all knew that, right? Exactly. Correct. Um, so from there, the part, the second part was, we'll talk about this later. At no point was was you know there was a report at the uh, CNN and ABC that Trump was going was Trump said three times he was told he's not under direct investigation by Comey. A report on CNN and ABC came out saying Comey will deny this and say that never even happened. And it turns out they had to revise their stories today. Because it came out, Comey said, yes, I repeatedly told Trump he's not under direct investigation. That was a big deal to Trump. For whatever reason, I mean, I wouldn't want to be under investigation either. Well, that was, you know, that was a big thing that Comey kept alluding to in one of the undertones of the entire thing. And, you know, and again, and I'm going to pull this out in my interpretation before I even uh, get into it was uh, this is where I can see, you know, being in the business community myself, especially on the real estate side. I can see that this is the deal maker and the private businessman and Donald Trump, you know, applying what he what has made him great at a seventy year old man, right? Like this is his tactics and how he's looking to run things is when he's going to Comey and Comey kept laying this out is, you know, the three things, right? One of them being is that Trump kept asking him, Are you loyal? Yeah. Right? Are you loyal? Are you loyal? which he said scared him because, you know, if, if Trump, quote-unquote, understood the way things were, you know, set up, was that he, you know, it's not it's not about loyalty, right? It's actually his job, as he pointed out. You know, we have a 10-year term appointed by Congress as the director of the FBI, so we're not loyal to a specific political party or president, right? right. So we can stay you know, independent and do our job properly. Now, the word's sounding great because I think he's a, it's a load of shit coming from him personally, just my opinion. Yep. But I understood what he was saying, right? Um, but, but at the same time, I could also, you know, apply and see that Trump saying that, not, you know, not just really understanding, quote-unquote, how politics work, right? Just really thinking about if, all right, I'm a businessman, I'm trying to get something done, what do I need to do that? Well, it's, you know, it's build loyalty and bring people who are going to be loyal to me inside of the places that are going to get things done. That's true. That's true. That's an interesting, I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. You know, and, and that's just the lens that I think that Trump's coming in with everything, right? Because that's what, hey, listen, that's let's tie it back into one of the big things, why he got elected. It's one of the big reasons why I voted for him. It wasn't just, Hey, he's the monkey wrench being thrown into the, into the machine, which was a big reason, but it's also, you know what? I'm sick and tired, and this was my this was my break from Obama, right? Not playing sports ball politics, me personally, but holding him accountable to just what he said he was going to do, right? Yep. In the Iraq War, and eh. in the Afghanistan War, and eh. yep, and eh. close Guantanamo Bay, and eh. eh. the war on drugs, and eh. right, like, right, it's like. Cut black employment, unemployment. Right. Oh, it's, it's, we can keep going and going and going. Right. right. It, you know, it'd be the most transparent uh, administration in history. Right. right. Like everything right. you did, it's not only that, but like you just did the exact opposite. You were a continuation of George Bush. Exactly. And, that, and this is not like just a bashing Obama. Bush didn't give anything to hang my hat on as a Republican. 
Like I was just no, like. I think, whatever, I think what, what we come down to, and this is what you know, again, why I voted for Trump is that it, what, what people are playing sports ball politics, right? They're saying, "Hey, I'm a patriot slash Democrat or Republican. Yep. Hey, yep. I'm a Cowboys fan." Yep. Is that hey, if you want to play sports ball politics, look at the playing board. You know, look at the board or the field or whatever analogy you want to use. It's not about the Republican and Democrat. That's a smokescreen. It's about the globalists versus just nationalism, which I think has been turned into a really bad word. Of course. Uh, especially by Hitler, but even more recently, right? Because you shouldn't be afraid or not proud to love your country. That's crazy. Right. Right. That's crazy, but that's what's happening right, right. now. It's nuts. It is. It um, is. So we're breaking right, through know, that veil. That's, but that's the battle, right, Ross? I mean, that, that's a real battle. That's why we're, we're doing, that's why we love Alex Jones, because they're pointing out what is the real thing going on is it's globalism versus you having your sovereignty within your nation, which, you know, in the United States, our sovereignty is protected by, which I think, and I think you would agree, the greatest document in documentation that's ever been created by men in the history of humankind. The Constitution. Right? The, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Yep. It's, it, it, and it's the greatest experiment that's ever been, ever been created. And that's what we're protecting. And what globalism means, if nothing else, is it means that we don't, just like what's happening in the EU, the blueprint has already been put into play, right? The, the playbook, is, the play is happening. And it's the EU, and it's these countries that forever have this culture and this history, whether you agree with it or not, it's filled with bloodshed, it's filled with horrible things, it's filled with renaissance, it's filled with beautiful things, right? But they're trying to end that, and they're trying to say, no, we're going to dictate, we're going to have one set of rules for everybody you're either integrating that culture we're going to stomp you out you know it's like yep. fuck man that sounds really dangerous we've yep. seen other people like that throughout history so isn't that what we're protecting exactly we're trying we're trying and if you try you're, you're labeled a bigot a racist a blank phobe just there's there's no, hate words tossed at you <laughs> ross but you know what? You know what's really exciting about the whole thing. It, you know what? Yes, it, but it's by the side that's getting the crap kicked out of them every single time. Exactly. Term, so. Bingo. Bingo. So no, totally. I agree. So, yeah, I agree. So anyway, so just concluding that is, you know, that that's really what I hope that people can focus on and really kind of see is that it's not about Republican and Democrat. It's about globalism versus you know sovereignty. Right. So that's a good point because what, what we're also going to connect this to is. This was a very bad day for the media. So let, let's, I guess, let's wrap up hold some on, of the. Hold on, yeah. hold on, Ross. Yeah. I know I did a lot of talking there, but you had yours. I want to point out my one of my things that I pulled out of that, which yeah, I yeah. thought was really important. Okay, so in mine comes from the very, very beginning of the testimony from Comey, and it essentially when he was, it, it was when the chairman started and he had his first 12, 15 minutes, whatever he did. Yep. And in his first line of questioning, I think it was like question two or three of the entire thing. And he completely destroyed the Seth Rich narrative. It Comey did. And that's when he lost me, right? Because <laughs> we've, we've obviously talked about this numerous times on this podcast. This has been a topic of ours, which I still believe is a really, really big and important thing, which hopefully stemming from all of this at the end, we continue to investigate the Clinton, uh, you know, global cartel, which would include this story. But if you remember, he said unequivocally 
Russia was the hackers into the DNC and other organizations, and he said unequivocally yes, yep. right? Which, just by saying unequivocally yes, you are dispelling the Seth Rich narrative, right? Yep, yep. So I thought that was interesting. I thought that he was completely lying through his teeth. It was at the very beginning, so I didn't trust him any further that I could throw him right from the very beginning. Yep, yep. Interesting. <laughs> so there was my big thing, uh, if you want to elaborate on that. No, that, that was point. a huge takeaway, and I, I kind of thought the same thing as I was hearing it replayed. Um, he was asked three questions. He was asked, do you think Russia tried to, uh, to hack? Yes. Do you think they succeeded in hacking something somewhere? You know, unequivocally, yes. Um, and then at the end, he said, they said, do you think one single, at least one single vote was changed as a result of Russia getting access and hacking? He said, which absolutely is, which not. Which is the second time, right? Which is the second time that question specifically has been asked and answered now. No. No right. votes have been changed. No votes have been changed, especially in any of the major states, Wisconsin, Ohio, that mattered. And can I jump in with, so uh, if we can link this into that recent leak of that 25-year-old to talk about that. I don't know if we want to talk about that later or now, because what happened was... Well, here, here, here. Well, before you bring that up, I'll give you a great segue, is I'll go, we'll we'll do a snake draft, and I'll do my second really big important takeaway besides the Seth narrative, uh, Seth Rich narrative being destroyed by Comey. In that my next really, really important thing, which will dovetail into this, was that Comey perjured himself. He not only perjured himself, but more importantly, he admitted that he himself, the director of the FBI, was a leaker yes. of information to his friend, of classified information, of a private conversation between himself and the president of the United States of America. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. Yep. He testified to that openly. Think about what that means, right? If, if you're the, I don't care if you're in private, in private business or government, if the head of any organization is performing an act, how can you not expect that, that girl at 25 to be leaking or all of the other people across the government that's doing it and thinking it's okay? Yep. Yep. Right, think about that. Think about the precedent that it sets. I think that that's why the people, especially on the, you know, people like us, which I think we'll get into this, the Hillary Clinton emails, that's a big thing, right? It's just a big thing. It's, you know, besides it's a felony, what she did, it's just the fact that, you know, because of the power that she had, she clearly got off and was covered up for it. Yep. And he's so been. You just a... can't have that. That's, that. that's where you start losing, uh, you know, credibility in your government and in faith in your leaders, and that's where it's over, man. Well, that's it crumbling, and the whole game's over. Well, it's also very true. That that's while that's true, it's also the fact that Comey was a known bagman for the Clintons. His brother works for the Clinton Foundation, uh, runs the financials for that. Uh, Comey himself was embroiled in an HSBC market rigging scandal way back when. Uh, he became basically a henchman for the Clintons. He covered up so much, so much lack of curiosity for the FBI on certain issues. Uh, they let the Boston bomber case go pretty quickly. They just, the lack of curiosity for the FBI uh, for issues of national uh, security uh, purposes, they just fell short. They've fallen short. There's a lot of people that say they don't trust him anymore after the Clinton thing last July. Morale went down into the shitter at the FBI. Uh, and I've said it before, of FBI, NSA, CIA, FBI is the only really decent one. There's actually, I'm sure there's a majority of good people in each one. 
FBI is kind of the one on the side of the people. And if you lose that with Comey, you've kind of lost everything. We know the CIA and the NSA is the deep state. FBI was like kind of like the they were trying to do good. Um, and and uh, Comey's ruined all of that. Uh, on the fr- the part about him perjuring himself, yes, he was a leaker, but he also said so. Trump's infamous tweet was May twelfth, where he said, "I hope there's no tapes of our conversations." Today, Comey said something to the extent of, I made that memo in reaction to the tweet. Well, it turns out May 11th, there was a story run on either New York Times or Washington Compost where he actually, (laughs) it made its way out that he had drafted a memo already of previous conversations. And memo taking, fine. If that's part of the job, whatever. I'm not mad that he took a memo down. I'm mad what he did with it after. And I'm mad that this wasn't a consistent practice with Obama. Like, wouldn't you think if you're going to be taking you know, notes on people? You, you need to, if, if, if you watch it, you need to expand, expand on. He made that a big deal, right? He made that a big deal that the, the, the memos in the notes that he took about his private conversations with Donald Trump, he had never done that with anybody else because he felt, quote unquote, so worried. Yep. Okay, you know what? I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to give you my third takeaway of this whole thing. Do it. Because you a great segue into this. Is what a cuck. I was just going to say that. James, what a flipping cuck James Comey was. Thank God that that guy is not the director of our FBI anymore. And I forget who it was. It might have been Diane Feinstein, and it could have been a couple people. They called him out on it. Right? Yep. When, when, when he admitted, and he, when Donald Trump, you know, quote unquote, you know, it was in, you know, asked everyone to leave the room in one of their, you know, first private conversations, one of their three. And then Trump asked him to do some things. And he said, you know, well, I think Flynn's a good guy. And that was his response, right? Instead yep. of saying, well, I feel that this is way out of line, President Trump. Like, you're the fucking director of the FBI. Yep. You have juice, bro. You have a 10 year contract. Yep. Right? Your contract is longer than this clown's. Yep. Like, what do you, uh, the fact that you can't stand up, this is America, right? If you, and you're, you're, oh, you're cowtailing. Like, come on, man. Well, well, that's the thing. I I was, I was emailing my friends back and forth today. Yeah, yeah. No, I was emailing my friends back and forth today. I said, do you believe that cuck Comey's acting like such a friggin' cuck right now? Like he, so here's the thing: um, JFK and J. Edgar Hoover had a love-hate relationship. There was a healthy tension. That's fine. I like that. I like the independent streak of the FBI. Comey, six foot eight, should be able to hold his own against Trump. No one should have been intimidated. They're two powerful guys. Both are big stature. Like Comey just came across like the biggest pussy today. He kept saying things like, "I was worried." I was nervous. I didn't have the presence of mind. I was shocked. I was horrified. He didn't say horrified. That's more of a Hillary word. But, you know, he just showed signs of just being a weak man. And then he, you hear about what Loretta Lynch did. He threw her under the bus, uh, bus today, which was great. But he said something. That was beautiful. Ross, that has to be your number two thing. Why don't you explain that a little more? It detail. was. So, again, not to the extent that this is not necessarily about Hillary anymore, because they, quote, unquote, closed off that case. If you heard McCain's, you know, mumbling, but uh, what what Loretta Lynch did was she approached him and said, "Look, she Loretta Lynch was the boss of the FBI director, so Loretta Lynch was Jim Comey's boss, um, and she told him during the investigation, do not call this an investigation, call it a matter.' And to his oh, credit, so essentially, so essentially, 
this was a real thing that she did that the Democrats are accusing Trump of doing, which right. is swaying an actual investigation. But this is now the what? What, what was she in the position? What was her? Position? She was the Attorney General. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! So you're telling me the the Attorney General of Obama's administration actually did in a real investigation, a criminal investigation into the Secretary of State. She did tell him to do something, and he did it. Yeah, and and further, but but don't worry, wow. Steve. I have a. She probably recused herself, right? No, she didn't. Right. Oh, no, she didn't. She didn't recuse herself. Whereas Jeff Sessions, the second there was anything about Russia, even though he did nothing wrong, he pussied out and was like, ah, okay, I recuse myself. Ah. Like he pussied out, and that's why him and Trump are at odds. He's like, Trump's thinking like, you pussy, and no one asked you to recuse yourself. You had no reason to recuse yourself. And look what happens. You open the door, and now there's special investigations up the wazoo. Good job, Jeff Sessions. Um, so, now expand on what you were talking about a little more, though. I want to talk about that a little more. So, so as far as Loretta Lynch? Yeah. So, Loretta Lynch... Well, back revelation today, what, what, he, what he talked about and, and, and connect the dots and how that's a little hypocritical. Yeah, so what uh, as far as what Sessions did? No, what Lynch did and what the Democrats are coming after Trump for. Right, so if what... people that were awake, they know that Loretta Lynch had that infamous tarmac meeting with Bill Clinton. Um... They're both talking about how they just talked about grandkids and, you know, diapers and butts and dicks the whole time. I don't believe it. Um, Clinton gave her the talking points that she was to pass down to her subordinates of how to uh, approach this next case. He also gave her a list of some lawyers to go after if indeed they were to pursue this case further. Um, that's what the infamous tarmac meeting was about. Um, but what Loretta Lynch did was she came up to Comey and said... You're not to call this an investigation. This is just a matter. And if you remember the same time that she was calling it a matter, Hillary Clinton's campaign was saying, we're not under investigation. It's a security review. So they play games with words because they're slimy lawyers at the end of the day. Uh, again, a word that could basically be a redundant statement, but they're slimy lawyers, much to the extent that Comey's a slimy lawyer. Uh, he's he slimed his way out of everything. In my experience... Not to my knowledge. I don't want to speak for so-and-so. That's not my understanding. Like those types of weasel, you know, slippery way of getting out of things. So then you fast forward today. I knew that when the Loretta Lynch, Hillary thing came to pass July, Comey pussied out, didn't, in, didn't push for any indicting. I knew that no matter what they were going to call on Trump, it was going to fall way short. Because no one... Everyone was in shock at the FBI about what Comey did. 14 minutes, he basically lambasted Hillary and for that last minute said, having said that, I can find she did nothing wrong. You do that, you have that shit show last year, and now you fast forward to today, and the previous two times you didn't say anything about obstruction, I knew exactly how this was going to go. And if you could, if the bar was actually said, hi, you can do whatever the hell you want, we're not going to call you on it. Well, Trump's done nothing wrong other than use the word hope. Um, and, you know, that's enough for the left to go ape shit over it. And I knew today was going to work exactly how it did. However, it went... Hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. Here's a, here's a big question. So, if Loretta Lynch, is one of her next stops uh, a subpoena sitting in front, of, in front of a congressional hearing? I would imagine yes. 
that net's gotten a lot bigger. Trump, Trump and Sessions have to open up based off today's hearing and the information that was given. They have to open up here uh, 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 investigations into this. Now. Well, I would say Mueller, Mueller then opens up the investigation. His net just got bigger, right? So that's. I don't know. I, no, I, I disagree. I think that they. That's what a special investigation is, is that it's very focused. It's on this one specific thing. So, no, I disagree. I don't think he would be the one to do it. Interesting. But now, could that not be said that the Republicans are now going to play the game the Democrats are playing? You want to investigate everything under the sun and get nothing out of it for eight months, eight, ten months? If you're a Democrat, you got nothing out of the Trump campaign about collusion. And now. Now suddenly they're going to throw it back in your face. So you know what? Let's investigate you guys. Excuse me, I'm smoking some good weed. Oh, good. So, no, I mean, I, I, they can say that, and they probably will. But I mean, I, there's a difference here, right? The the former director of the FBI just came out and testified under oath. That's evidence, right? There's something to investigate there. This isn't just created out of nothing over false reports. Right. He could be lying, but he lied on a road in front of millions of people. Right. Like that. That's way different, right? That's right. way different. Right, right. And he knows what he can and cannot do, but he sounded dopey. I mean, there was a time where they said, uh, there's a couple questions where it was asked, like, why didn't you report this at the time? His response wasn't, you know, mumbling. He actually said, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He came across as a friggin' boob. An absolute boob. A human tit. Let's take a, let's take a side direction that, you know, I, I, I bet you you're not going to get any of this dialogue anywhere. I don't even know where it's going to go. But, you know, think about Comey right now. Where does he go next? I think he goes to work at a law firm. Because they, they, they'll always find a home for him. He'll run a hedge so fund. private law firm. You know, because you know, I think it's actually kind of an interesting talk. I don't know how many people are going to be talking about this, but where is he going to land? And is that going to tell a lot about a lot? Is where he does land in around to what people are going to, you know, court him and who to end up going with. So he was, I think he might go to some Wall Street firms. Um, he has, the, again, the HSBC connection. Um, which is dirt on his go name. Back into financial. Yep, I think he's going to go back into financial. Mind you, he was never an investigator. He came into the FBI from uh, a law firm. Like this guy, he was you not. Going, if you think he's going back into financial as an attorney, you know who's hiring? Who? Real liquidity syndex, baby. Oh, really? I'll, I'll take that cut, Comey, on our team with fucking two. You'll take that cuck on your team and he'll just fold like a cheap accordion the second someone tells him something. No, I disagree. I'll, I'll tell you what. You know who will fold like a cheap accordion will be me. I'll apologize profusely for ever calling him a cuck if that was actual real situation. <laughs> you would. You would cower. Yeah, you would. Oh, 100%. You no, would. No question. You would. Listen, I saw one of these stories. Do you see how tall he is? He's six foot eight. He's six foot eight. He's a savage. I always said, one of my predictions that I always said that never came true was uh, after the Boston bombing, everybody got to know internationally Edward Davis, our, who is our former boss, and you and I, Pennsylvania, Maine, don't even live in the state anymore. Uh, we still say our, right? Sports yep. ball states right there. Yep. Um, sports ball community. Uh, our former uh, police chief, 
Ed Davis, who was, I got to meet him in person uh, shortly afterwards, and then about a year afterwards, the Boston bombing at a police benefit that we threw. Uh-huh. And God, he's six eight. He's is six he really two eighty? Oh, imposing. And I always said, I go, oh, there's no question. You know, Democrat city, city of Boston, real big thing. And that guy. You know, you you know Ross, and we could do a whole episode on that whole thing, and maybe we will someday. The Boston bombing and how everybody handled themselves. But I'll tell you, the local police, led by him, fantastic. Yeah. Right. Very well poised, under control. I think, and you and I agree, the people who really lost control were the freaking FBI, who you know, as we see even on TV, they came in, swooped in, and took over the entire thing. They did. It was I a shit show. It was. It was just local guys who were here just being fucking awesome guys doing what they do best that were, you know, following orders now from, you know, feds. FBI, DHS, those types. That's right. Yep. That's right. But, you know, just making the correlation, the prediction I made was, oh, he's going to, I think I said he's going to run the FBI or he's going to go run, you know, central intelligence. And he didn't. He went into the private world, which is also bringing it back. A great question to see, uh, you know, to ask right now and talk about, but then actually follow up and see where Comey lands. Yep, right? and he's going to land in a safety net. So it'll be at a nonprofit. It'll be at a hedge fund. It'll be at a law firm. It'll be in the financials. Um, done in politics. Done in investigative stuff. Done in intelligence. Can't be trusted. Now he's leaking shit. Guy can't be trusted. Oh, well, listen, I mean, today I think was a big thing. Uh, it, it's now about he's going to get a he's going to get a two million dollar book deal. You know, you know, pre book two million dollar check. Yep. He's going to get a big as you're as we're saying, you know, Wall Street or some kind of financial, maybe even from us offer where he'll come in and yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, no question. It's time to cash. Yep. That's what his his life is. will get a lot easier and be more lucrative once he leaves. Uh, now that he's been asked to leave. So so that's the Comey thing. I don't wish him bad. Like, I don't have hate for the man. I actually feel bad for him. He's kind of, he was a, he was he was the swamp. So when you have a Republican, moderate, establishment guy, you're wading through the swamp every, every day. You're compromised, compromised Comey, because your private dealings with, law, you know, the investment world, um, you, you run in, run across the Clintons. They own you at that point. So you're this establishment Republican, but you're doing the bidding of the Clintons because they can ruin you. You don't do anything that moves the ball past the 40-yard lines. And now you end up in this situation where you try to you try to thread the needle on every single issue, but you end up having the whole country hate you. So that's where he is. I don't wish him badly. I, I'll pray for him tonight. But I don't – like the guy, just get the fuck out of here. Beat it. Scram. You will, you will pray for him. I sure will. I sure will. Now listen. Yeah, you sure will. So you know you, you know what the you know what's interesting. Let's bring it back and delve into you know another thing. that's just really striking me why I really appreciate and respect, uh, and it's the way in his psyche and the way that he does things, right? Because I I can almost see as we've talked about you know, and I've talked to you about this, Ross, is that I believe that almost everything he does is a truly in a trolling nature, and he's just one of the best trolls that's ever been probably in the history of existence. Yes. And he just has this innate ability to make people's heads explode. But what that means in the, if you want to call it the art of war with Sun Tzu, is that you're getting people emotional and off the point of what 
they need to be focusing on, right? Yep. And when that happens, gotcha, bitch. It's yep. over. Yep. And so, you know, think about this from that tactic, right? Jump inside Donald J. Trump's head as he clears the room and he has Comey sit there and he's going, what do I got, right? How do I test this guy? But I can't, I, I can't obstruct justice, right, Ross? Yep. I can't obstruct justice, but I need to be able to pull some tactics out that are in the gray area to be able to see what this guy's going to do. And with the way that I structure it, and it, 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 we believe Comey, which I do, I do believe the way that Trump said it, right? The words that he said, it's almost kind of brilliant. It shows kind of the brilliance of Trump because he skated the line of not doing anything illegal but he put that guy, Comey, in a position that he he had very few options, as we've gone over, of how he could answer Trump and how he could respond. And I could see Trump watching him the entire time, right? Yep. And it was so telling in the way that he even told it, as we said, what a cop, the way that he handled it. Because in the way that I – and the reason why I say that is going, listen, you're the director of the FBI. You have a 10-year contract. You're going to go through a president or two or potentially three, right? Yep. With that ten-year contract, if you don't get if you don't get another one, I don't know if you can't get another one. I think you probably can, right? Reelected or re put in that position again. So you need, and plus, as you're saying to us, you need to have the FBI doing the best job that it can. It needs to be not aligning itself with any political party or person. Yep. Right. Yeah. So when when Trump says that to you and it quote unquote alarms you, you better respond with the force of the fucking people, us who are paying you yep. with and giving you through Congress and granting you that power to say, hey, fucker, Trump, you can't do that. You can't say that. Right. You can. But I think and that's crossing the line. And you have every right to say that. Of course. And that's what I need to hear as the person writing your fucking check, the person, the taxpayer. That's the kind of person that I need to have. And thank you, Donald Trump, for exposing that shit. That that guy, now that I'm finding out, feels all nervous and needs to go home and take notes later. And when people are asking him, like, do you regret saying, like, why don't you stand up for yourself in this country yep. if you felt that way, right? You need to write memos and leak them later. Is that the way we do things now? Oh, come on, man. Yep. We learned that shit that you don't tattletale and do things. We learned that back when we were in freaking kindergarten. Right. You stand up to the... Or, if or, 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 Ross, we did it, and you got the crap kicked out of you, or you got picked on. Right. Right? One, right. one or the other. But he's right? six foot eight. No one's picking on him. And again... No, but, you know, but, you know look, they are in circles, right? And I think it, we even are right now, and I'm picking on it right now, because it's like, it was brilliant the way that Trump did that, because he got to see, you know, I think he would have had a lot more respect for him if he said, hey, you know, he stood up and said, hey... I demand that you clarify your statements right now on behalf of the people in my position. Yeah, that would have been awesome, actually. That would have been good. I would have liked that. That's right. Well, I'm sure Trump, as you know, as a professional business person, as someone that's looking for loyalty, remember he kept stressing that. That's how you get loyalty. Yeah, loyalty to your position, not loyalty that I think I already think that you're a freaking 
I already think that I've seen how you've covered up stuff. As he's already said, yep. look how he covered up for Loretta Lynch. Yep. And this is Trump trying to test him if he's going to be a good FBI director, and he failed miserably. You know what? You're fired. Yep. See you later. And we as fucking paying patriot American taxpayers should say thank you very much. Yep. Also, people who are you know he's supposed to protect us as the FBI director. Right. Right. No, good point. I hadn't I hadn't yeah, thought of that. That's I, I like well, it. I want to point that out, right? That that's really important and I really think it's important and, and I think it's really kind of brilliant the way that Trump did that. And, and I think that he needs to be commended for that. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that angle. That's that I like it. That's a brilliant angle. So um, well, it shows you the acumen, right? People forget that Trump went to an Ivy League school, right? Like he's just not some like New York kind of you know, hoodlum type guy that was just handed stuff to him. I mean, no doubt that his dad built a, you know, a great real estate business. But I mean, I'll tell you, for every for every person or family that's built a great business, I'll show you a, a son or a daughter or a family that they handed it off to that blew it within the first generation. His right? brother so, Fred was that person. His brother Fred yeah. died of alcoholism and just, and it, it came, Donald Trump was the next guy in line to get it. So he yeah, saw it in his own family. This guy, no question, no question, he had stuff handed to him. There's no question. I'm not making any yep. apologies or anything or trying to make any kind of thing. But again, you got to put things in perspective and give respect where respect's due. Right. So not only did this guy, you know, continue and build on what he was given to him, which that made it his own, you know. But again, he also, you know, he also went to an Ivy League school and graduated. And you know, the guy's a smart guy. He is. He's they never give guy. him credit for that. They never, 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 never get him give him credit for that. No, and that's why I love it. You know, I love it. It just really vindic- you know, vindicates, validates for me why I voted for him. Is that every th- every step that he's doing along the way is just so strategic and and it's calculated, uh, and it has the best interests of us, our sovereign nation, and our citizens. Yep, legal citizens in mind and at heart, right? And I appreciate that. I appreciate that as somebody in 10 months who watched eight years of a guy that I put my heart and soul to lie to me and lie to every other freaking American that voted for him. But I, you know, again, they play sports ball politics and I don't, I, I don't, that's the divergence where I could see like, hey, this guy just didn't stick around and do what he said he was going to do. Yep. Well, he stuck around. Maybe that's a, a pun intended. He stuck around too long. Right, Ross? Yep. Bingo. Bingo. So, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. Very true. We're on the same page here. We're, we're, we're not. So what's another, what's another one of your takeaways for today? We've gone over, we've gone over a few, maybe we'll recap it, but what's another big takeaway? Cause there are, there are a few more. Yeah. So I would say, you know, one of the, the big things is the, the panic by the left today. So you saw Chris Matthews basically said the Russia collusion narrative is dead. Um, we had CNN and ABC having to correct their story about Trump being told that he's not under investigation. They had to say, yep. Okay. Guilt, you know, guilty. Comey told him a couple times. We had a bad source. Finally, New York Times had a story on collusion about multiple members of Trump's administration. That was debunked by Comey today. So you had three of the mainstream medias issuing panicked corrections. You had Chris Matthews, you know, dyed-in-the-wool Democrat, hates Trump, basically saying, yeah, this Russia stuff is kind of a a never-Trumper, but he's also a Democrat, basically saying we got to stop with the Russia collusion. We just, there's nothing there. 
Yeah, they're attempting, but they've attempted the last 10 elections. And we have no proof whatsoever they even... Mind you, these are paper ballots. Yeah, let, let's pivot this to the NSA leak, because these were paper ballots in the areas that, that Russia tried to hack. It was areas where they had paper ballots. So no matter what Russia did in those states, they had eight states. Half of them went for Hillary, half of them went for Trump. None of them... Some of the places across the country that have gone to electronic ballot voting, who owns uh, a large a large amount of those electronic ballot voting systems? Georgie Soros. George Soros, who plays for the sportsball politics team of the... Democrats. The left. Yep, yep. So, interesting. So, Hillary Clinton, 3 million extra votes. Yep. So, her, her margin was 6 million in New York and California. Uh, that's where she picked up all of her uh, popular votes. The rest of the com- country roundly rejected her. Um, but yeah, my last thought was just the panic by the left. This was supposed to be their day, their historic day. You and I knew it was going to be a nothing burger. There's Nothing's going to happen and come of it. This was supposed to be the beginning of the end. It wasn't. You have everyone backpedaling on the left. Rachel Maddow is probably doubling down on obstruction, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I don't care. Uh, it doesn't matter. She's, you know, her ratings are up because they chased Bill O'Reilly off the air. But um, that doesn't mean that she's in the right here. The the collective panic. You have Washington Post writing an article. This was a pretty big day for Trump's web of deplorables. You know, they're they're actually. This was a big win for Trump. It was a big loss for the left. They're going to have to find another strategy. Now they've quickly pivoted to obstruction from Russia collusion. They're going to lose the obstruction battle, and they're going to go back to collusion. And then they're going to have no ideas left. And they're going to have to actually hit them out on policy. God forbid. So. Oh, they're going to get smoked on policy. It's game over. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Uh, you know, we're at the 44-minute mark. I want to get this out tonight. Can I just throw out two more things? Or do you want to talk about the NSA leak next time? Probably next time. But let's tie, let's tie a few more of these Comey things together before we go. And just don't just let it blow, Ross. Well, I have to pee really badly. And the later we get this out, the less people watch. <laughs> So, why don't we, do we want to tape one Sunday for the, uh, the you know, anything new coming out? Because we're going to have the UK elections going to, want to do it Sunday? Because the UK elections tonight, it's looking like it's going to be a shit show. Um, it's going to be a complete shit show. Yep. You have the guy that was on MSNBC, Kurt Eichenwald, who was caught with tentacle porn. Like Jap- porn. Japanese like, anime. I don't even know what it is. And I'm not going to oh, look on my work computer. Com- you got to look it up. Look it I up. can't on my work, com- I'm on my work computer right now. I can't. <laughs> it's NSF'd up. NSF'd up. Um, yeah, I'm doing some research for you, Galaxo. But there's a picture. Like, one of the pictures was um, some girl, like, looking at her butthole, and there's, like, cartoonish animation. And he's like, yeah, I was showing my wife and kids about it, that it does indeed exist. Yeah, that's going to be my excuse if I if I ever go down that road. You dummy. You, you bloated bitch dummy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Everything come up okay? Uh, yeah, so, okay. Gotta pee bad. It's 9 o'clock. I want to get this out because a lot of the left, it was a very quiet day on Facebook. A lot of the left that usually swarms with this kind of stuff was very quiet. They had to make little cute memes. They, you know, they had liberal tears and they went to their Joe Biden memes to look at and make themselves laugh because this wasn't a good day for them. So, I want to get this out so we can red pill some more people because you had some brilliant insights tonight that I, you know, I think a lot of people can connect with. 
Well, I hope so. So, if you want to end it right here, I think we got a lot more to talk about, but Ross has to go pee like a little girl, and that's, I guess that's it. That's it. So, um, we're going to post this tonight. Not that you guys would know, because you're going to hear it anyway. Um, but, and then we'll look, we're looking to tape maybe Sunday, Steve, if that works for you. Great. But I have to pee, real, the pee drops are actually coming out of the tip, and I'm on a couch, and I want the couch getting wet, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go. I really am. Okay, well, until next time, Sunday. All right, I will call you Sunday then. Have a good weekend. Talk soon. Later. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Omi. Later. Omi. <laughs> See ya.